Hello, 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 everybody. How are you? Oh, hello, hello. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Hum there. How goes it, everybody? Oh, goodness. How goes it, everybody? I think I finally got my head together. I was trying to start right on the hour. Welcome to another episode of The Experience with Michael Aaron Caceres. It's good to be with you guys. We are simulcasting live on YouTube, the ever-dead land of YouTube, of course. Um, but here we are, an audience unto ourself, and of course also live on Anchor.fm and any other podcast player you choose to listen to this experience on. I hope your experience is as good as my experience is. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. So the the question of the evening was, what and if I am indeed going to um, show anything, uh, show anything, <laughs> Uh, talk about tonight on the experience because I I really wasn't quite sure if I was going to do an episode or not. Now, I did yesterday mention at the tail end of the episode, if you were listening, that I had thought about doing a show about human trafficking and child sex trafficking and uh, sex trafficking busts because... Um, I just wasn't, uh, I was caught in my head about what format to put it under, and so ultimately it prevented me from doing it at all. I think it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. I think it's a topic that a lot of people don't choose to talk about. And I know I have spoken about it before, and I know I've spoke about, spoken about it on many forums, but um, specifically on the Anchor podcasts. If you ever tuned into any of my earlier uh, podcasts, such as on the program called Queer Voice, um, at the tail end of that, I was making mention of, uh, you know, trafficking, um, drug trafficking, meal trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking, um, uh, as it felt like the world was getting caught up in the grip of um, uh, the Epstein, uh, the Epstein, you know, debacle. And uh, this was uh, prior to his death and all the way through his death, you know. But one thing that I've come to notice through and through is that people who have any knowledge of trafficking, um, any knowledge of people being trafficked or even possibly being trafficked themselves um, are very, very hush. And, and, and I, I mean, duh, obviously there's a reason why that would be, but it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's a fear. Um, it's, it's a quiet understanding. It's a silent recognition. It's a nod of the head and, you know, uh, um, eyes turn to the ground, um, 
these, of course, are experiences that I'm talking about that I've had myself in regards to this. They're not just things that I'm dreaming up and making up as I go. Um, I find I have no reason to uh, make things up in this land and in this world. Life is too colorful to have to make crap up and uh, to have to embellish, I guess um, a word is. Now, there are things about being trafficked or types of trafficking that I may not know and or have heard of. But the ones that I have been told of or those whom I have known in the past who have experienced this, um, it's, 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 it's not, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. Um, most interestingly enough, I find that and and it's not it's not that it's the victim's fault but in some instances that i have been exposed to individuals who may have been in similar situations or who who may have broken free of such situations found themselves in such situations because they inadvertently placed themselves in such situations like i don't think anyone would readily sign up for that type of experience without, uh, well, I wouldn't say that they would do it willingly, at least not unless perhaps, you know, they were being trafficked by members of the law, then that would be different. But I mean, that could also be circumstantial. Um, quite often, uh, that's a topic that most people don't know and or talk about um, because I've known people who used to go to drug parties with members of law enforcement. And um, that's something that's very hush-hush, but it's it's not something that shouldn't be unknown. Um, think about, because because everyone is human, but it goes a little bit deeper than cops just going to drug parties or cops um, participating in sex and drug parties. Like, it goes deeper than that. Like, um, the ability that some of these people, and not just bad law enforcement, not just corrupt law enforcement, but... The ability that some of these people have to blackmail, to extort, to um, threaten, to uh, harm, to enslave, basically, to control, to own another person that some of these individuals have by means of illicit drugs or sex or both or violence, threats of violence, um, psychological um, pl 
play comes into here a lot also, like a lot of psych psychological, uh, you know, um, it's like a psychological arena. Like you have the dominant personality, you have the weak personality, you have the master slave personality, like a template sometimes you have, uh, you have the dominant and the submissive, you know, and then whatever type of, you know, whatever type of dynamic there is in its own unique story. So, and, 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 and it's not always necessarily about a control factor, um, but that's what it boils down to, um, especially when uh, they're being used for um, sex or um, to sell drugs. Um, there's many ways to do it. Uh, but, but there's, there's also a darker side to it. Like, I mean, if that weren't dark enough, right? Because let me tell you what, like some of the experiences that I've had, um, it's, uh, it's a scary thing. Um, it's a sad thing as well. Some of the experiences that I've had, um, but at the same time, you know, to recognize also those who are in that situation. Because what I found often were those who were impoverished, uh, those who were addicted to drugs, um, those who, um, don't know any better fall into it or are a part of it, really. Um, for some, it's a way of life. Um, I, I've known, I've known some who were very well aware of it. Um, they didn't talk about it like it was past tense, but it was like, yeah, you know, like, I have been or am being trafficked. And, um, you know, and, and had been, I, I, one of them had said since they were like 14 or 15 now, like 26, 27. Um, and, uh, I, he said at that time that, uh, the woman who took care of him, his mom, is how he had described her. And uh, so he seemed to be okay. I don't know who that was. I never took, I never met her. I met another member of his family in passing, but um, not, not the one that I, you know, not that one. Um, so, and, and that was just the life, you know, like, uh, tried to get away a few times, um, wanted to leave the city, um, another one I had known, um, and, and see, the ones that I am describing to you are the ones trafficked in the drug, the drug community, um, 
some of the ones I want to share with you also, and let me just, um, some of the ones I want to share with you also have to do with not totally that, um, but this next one that I was going to share with you that was also one that I'd known, um, he didn't realize that he was being trafficked at first until he realized, you know, he was being used to sell drugs, he was being used to move drugs, he was being used to pay off debts, um, by sexual favors, um, and, and things like that. And these were kind of drug mules in a sense, um, but also sex, like, mules as well. Um, both of them were used also as sex mules, but at the same time, it was in a lifestyle that they had kind of, not that they wanted the lifestyle, but it was a lifestyle that they had fallen into and were not totally bothered with until it had caught up to them. And they realized what was going on and they wanted to get out. And by then it was too late for them. Now, the reason why, um, the reason why, uh, this had become apparent to me and I thought it was, it was, it was a very interesting thing because, a lot of things were culminating for me in 2019 and in 2020. Like, a lot of things were culminating. We were having a lot of things in my personal life reach a point. A lot of things in my personal life were reaching a point that made me think about what I was truly supposed to be seeing. Because I was starting to see this whole subculture and this whole underbelly of society that was, like, caught in the mire of addiction and also a crime, um, self-destruction, um... It, it was a very interesting time, to say the least. And that was happening in my personal life, right? Um, I was running into elements of uh, trafficking in several assets of my personal life. Someone in my personal life that had been very personal to me was being trafficked actively. Um, like, at, at the worst points, uh, he had told me that he'd been thrown into a van. Um, and that they tried to take him to Mexico. He'd been in jail a few times. And because he never told on anyone involved in anything that he did um he he as 
God, to get into this. Um, he's no longer, well, he was no longer involved with any of this the last time that I spoke with him. But when he was at the worst, you know, he'd been in jail a few times and he'd tried to leave a few times and he'd been able to a few times. And eventually they moved him up in the ranks because he would never rat on them, which was interesting. And uh, he was just a party boy. Just wanted to go out and party and have fun and have sex all night long. Didn't know what was happening to him. Um, yeah, you know, like, crazy. It was crazy times. And that was happening in my personal life with that person. Then I was meeting other people at the same time who were part of that as well, who, like I said, one guy knew he was being trafficked and had been. Um, I knew people that when I would start to talk about it would shift, you know, in their seats or on their faces because they knew but something but would not acknowledge it nor probably wanted to be talking about it at the time that we were hanging out, but it was inevitable. It was something that I was going to do anyways. Too bad, so sad. But that was uh, a lot of, a lot of things happening in my personal life. <laughs> There's a lot of funny things too, but, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Um, while that's going on in my personal life with this whole trafficking thing that I'm seeing and experiencing myself in, in my first hand with people I know in my day-to-day -day life, right? Uh, in, in, in current events, in politics, in the news, we have a surface of, um... Well, for example, we have Epstein happening. We have Jeffrey Epstein, the man who not only molested and raped young children or young girls or children. Not only did he have sex with children, have sex with young girls, um, he trafficked them. And he also, uh, with the assist of Ghislaine Maxwell, the daughter of Robert or Robert Maxwell, the, uh, the now deceased, uh, what newspaper mogul from Britain. Um, they trafficked children and they're both in, well, Ghislaine is in jail at the moment and Epstein is allegedly dead. Allegedly he hung himself with a paper thin pajama off of a four foot, you know, like bunk bed or something. <laughs> Snapped his neck like he'd been strangled to death. Well, folks. Um, that was one thing that was going on also. When I was also experiencing this personal human trafficking tragedy. And then there was also all of the reports that were coming out, of course, of the celebrities... 
the politicians, um, the trafficking that was going around the nations. You had things like, you know, Mouthy Buddha dropping his bombs, his uh, truth bombs on film uh, that had since been banned. Um, but if you saw any of those, like any of the Pedogate f films or the Pedowood films, um, if you saw, uh, you know, if you paid attention to that, um, there was a lot of, uh, stuff going on. Now, that's happening, and then at the same time, we also have an administration that has put a focus on putting an end to human trafficking. In fact, on the first few days of his administration, uh, if not the first day, first or second day, he signs into law um, three executive orders that attack those who human traffic. Like, for instance, in one of them, uh, um, freezes the assets of those so they can't move the money if they've been suspected of crimes against humanity, which would include human trafficking and the like, you know. So, because you know when, once once they're, they sniff them out, you know, they start to move their money and they start to sell off things and destroy things and, and do different things that would, like, otherwise make them, uh, you know, obvious uh, of their crimes. And this administration is attacking it head on. Like that is, I would say if there was one thing that the Trump administration did in the first four years, biggest would be to put a very big break on the human trafficking industrial complex that is happening in this world today. It, it is happening on a scale that we don't even know. Um, we couldn't even fathom. Like, I believe that there were more rescues than we will ever know about in the past four years than there have been in the past four decades. Because the things that we have found out in the past four years, the amount of, 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 stings and operations they've had in the past four years is so much it's insurmountable how much hard work people like the u.s marshals have been doing to stop the scourge of human trafficking and child sex trafficking which is you know also child abuse and sexual abuse um that's the thing to it. Like, there's so much documentation. Like, during the Trump administration in those four years, there was so many busts. Like, there has never been more operations that were successful and brought to justice the people who were doing these things to these people. Like, never before have more happened. And so we're going to go over some of those tonight. But, um that's the thing like never before has that happened and that was his number one goal and for instance when we're talking about smuggling people you know the border wall was one instance where that happened and the thing about it is the most um profitable the most profitable form of human uh purchase or slavery aside from like you know of course organs 
and uh, fetuses would be the uh, children or the babies. So um, when you're smuggling people, whether it's because they're looking for a new world or not, oftentimes within those uh, huddles of people, maybe children who've been kidnapped or stolen or sold so that this way they can be, well, meet whatever fate it is that, that purchase has led them to, you know, uh, that point in time. And it's a very unfortunate and sad truth. And the reason why I was going on earlier about it, it being amazing about how many things that we have known in the past four years, just through the bus that have occurred, are the ones that we don't know. Because... What we can speculate here, but what we don't know for sure, would include the idea that there are underground or perhaps in caverns or who knows where, but there are breeding facilities where humans are born for the sake of giving birth to children repeatedly like commodities, like produce, like there are women in pens somewhere that are impregnated and birthed for their babies. And that is a scary thought. That is a thought that I don't think any of us could fathom to want to believe. But we've heard of cases of like, you know, parents keeping their children in closets or locked up or fathers having like a barn filled with like, you know, daughters that they had been like, you know, you know, sexually abusing. So it's not that it's not possible. It's possible, but we just don't think that humans would stoop to that morale lack of morale would stoop to that indecent nature, that demonic satanic nature, that lack of love for life, that la- that uh, that loss of sacredness for what is a gift, you know. And and they say that places like that exist deep in you know the mountains or deep underground or somewhere deep in the tunnels beneath Washington, D.C. or New York City or California? Can I get a... Can I get a mercy or a hope over here? Or is it a comfort? (laughs) Whatever the name of those um, Navy ships were. You know, just as a bit of speculative gossip, if y'all remember, during the COVID crisis, um of 2020 when uh they had the makeshift army unit hospital tents set up in central park in new york city and they also had the naval ships parked in manhattan bay and los angeles bay um they say that that was um that was there for covid yes Keep in mind, this is at the same time that the governor of New York is sending people who have COVID-19 to nursing homes. I know, right? This is the experience. I know, right? Yeah. But this is happening at the same time. 
And so they say that those naval ships, they were empty with beds. And the the tents in Central Park, which were there supposedly for COVID, um, they say those tents were actually there because there was an emergency rescue that was taking place in Central Park from the underground of New York City. Like, this was either below um, Central Park or this was below New York City um, in the tunnels or whatever is below New York City. There was an operation where they were saving... They were pulling children from the tunnels of New York City. They were pulling children from deep within the bowels of the city. They, they say it was a massive sting operation, a massive bust, that there had been some sort of uh, trafficking operation. Now, whether this was... Um, humans being bred... I mean, really, once you do that, you can do whatever you want, you know. Once you have a human breeding factory, what are you going to do? You're going to sell infants. You're going to sell fetuses. You're going to sell children. You're going to sell women. You're going to sell men. You're going to sell cuisine. You're going to sell shoes. You know, you can, I mean, if, if that is what, I don't, I mean, you don't, I, we don't know, we don't know what was going on down there. They say that, I mean, were they, what was it, uh, an adrenochrome harvesting, like, uh, operation going on down there? Because they could do that too. You know, like, why not? Human byproduct, that's apparently what was going on. I mean, actually, that's not apparently, that's what I could imagine, maybe. Um, but the lack of respect the lack of of love what would you say to that in regards to we know that it can exist i have in fact confronted that energy in the face before this is why yesterday i kind of broke away and had my uh, shadow people conversation with you all because why what drives the people to do that what is it, it can't is it simple greed because it's a very lucrative business from what i've been told from what i've been told trafficking is a very lucrative business you know there was um there is this one, uh, there is this one, um, there is this one, uh, instance on Instagram and it, it was, it was a post. I'll never forget seeing it. And, and who knows, who knows if this is real or who knows if these people are just playing. Um, it was brought to my attention on one of the podcasts with Q and a holes, um, with one of our guests and, in in the post 
there's a picture and it's from inside like one of those vans from like the 70s or the 80s that you would think that like a serial killer drives like you know the windowless vans um and it had like carpets and tape in there and uh two masked drivers and the caption to the picture read something like who knew who knew um kidnapping could be so fun or lucrative or it might have said trafficking um but that that person that person who had posted that their account was linked to an account that was filled with like disturbing photos uh photos of like uh, you know animals being mutilated um just you know stuff stuff that is like it's if it's artistic if it's art it's dark art and <coughs> It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's questionable, you know, I mean, I would never discount art. I mean, I have, I have, um, I, I have, I have delved into like, you know, the, the darker things in life in my younger years, but, uh, I, I don't feel a need to dwell in that space. And I have met people who dwell in that space and I don't prefer to be part of that weight, you know, um, some people relish in destruction. Some people find true strength in deep pain, but, um, it's, it's all about intent regardless of the action. So I guess those two first points were incidental. But anyways, um, so let's get off of that topic a little bit into some of the... So as I was saying, the, all of those things were coming to a head. You know, we have my personal life, we have current events, we have an administration... All of these things are circling around the idea of human trafficking and, 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 and it being exposed. Now, as a result, you know, um, in the current events in the news, you have like, um, you have a movement of people that um, have been totally discounted by everybody, basically. Um, and, and, and it's just because uh, these people are... Uh, drawing attention to trafficking and drawing attention to uh, some obvious signs of it that are being ignored or covered up in the media. But I feel that because these people who are drawing attention to this topic are also largely supporters of Donald Trump or they're con conservative or they're all for, you know, like the American way of life people choose not to listen to them or people discount them and discredit them. So that's just an unfortunate thing, but that seems to be mostly the case with these individuals. Okay, so... So when President Trump created the southern border wall, 
Um, he finished it shy of like maybe 400 miles, but it has in the time of its installation put a halt to about 90 to 95% of human trafficking. Now that number's probably changed now because after all, there's a new administration in Optically and they're doing whatever they want. And I would say maybe for the first 20 to 30 days, they got away running ramrod on the southern border. But the judges have since put an end to that at the southern border because they couldn't just release people. They couldn't just stop deporting people. They couldn't start they couldn't start detaining, uh, releasing detainees either. And yet at the same time, they have thousands of caravans coming up and they have thousands of unaccompanied children coming to the border and they're putting them in shelters by themselves with no parents. And you have to wonder what the hell is up with that. And I think like there's a massive, I think there's a massive like child racket underway right now. Like I think they're moving buttloads of kids and I think they're trying to get all their old streams flowing again. Um, and I also think that this is, uh, I also think that this is being monitored at the same time too by everyone. So I think these people are going to make their move. I think, you know, they're going to open up their uh, unaccompanied children shelters in South Texas again and in Florida again. And I think they're going to start selling children again. And I think they're going to have a whole market flow. And they are going to bust every single pedophile that is out there. And they're going to bust every single degenerate human slave, slave runner that is out there. Because debt slavers are no fun. The experience with Michael Aaron Kosseris is listener-supported. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to support future episodes. You can contribute directly at anchor.fm slash thexpodcast. Click on the support button and enter your card information for a secure donation. Choose your monthly donation, 99 cents to $9.99 a month. Every bit helps. Again, visit anchor.fm slash the X podcast spelled the T H E X podcast E X P O D C A S T and tell them Michael sent you. And that's a given, I guess, but yeah. So, the first article that we see, bum bum bum. Here, let's put this over here. Bam! That is bright, my friend. Okay, I'm gonna put it on screen. Oh my goodness, I'm using the screen mobile. Oh my bad. No, not copy. Share. Bam. 
okay, so the whole thing about the arrests is that there were so many arrests during the last four years of um, the child sex trafficking, people who are looking at uh, child pornography, um, child prostitution, uh, human trafficking, um, all of those types. If you were to like subscribe to like U.S. Marshals page or, you know, any, any, any of those, uh, uh, like, uh, local or state type officials, you would see that, um, what do you call it? Uh, there was a lot going on. So here we have what Zachary Nathaniel Bradley, John Stephen Schumacher, Terrence Javier Colvin, Miguel Angel Garcia Gonzalez, he looks kind of familiar. And Francisco Marin Cuervas. Just a moment, please, individuals. Boom! Okay. All right. And so this article, this just happened on the first. So this is a brand new bus. This is out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. The West Alabama Human Trafficking Task Force arrested 20 people in an undercover prostitution sting in Tuscaloosa on Friday and Saturday nights comprised of officers from the Tuscaloosa Northport University of Alabama Police Departments along with Tuscaloosa County Sheriff deputies. The task force conducted the operation in an effort to curb illegal sex. Uh, five people arrested were charged with both traveling to meet a minor for an unlawful sex act and electronic solicitation, solicitation of a child. Fifteen additional suspects were arrested for soliciting prostitution. Some face additional charges, including unlawful possession of a controlled substance, possession of drug paraphernalia, and carrying a pistol without a license. The 20 defendants are facing a total of 32 charges. The officers working the this detail did an outstanding job on these cases. Tuscaloosa Police Department Lieutenant Darren Beams, commander of the West Alabama Human Trafficking Task Force, said in a statement to CBS 42, operations like these are crucial in the fight to prevent human trafficking in our area. 20, 64, 23, 29, 35. Wow. 31, 46, 31, 29, 32, 27, 27. They have got, wow, there's a lot of arrests. Oh, soliciting prostitution. Charles Rodney. Charles Joseph Moody. Soliciting prostitution. Rodney K. Roan Atmore. Soliciting prostitution. Michael David Thomas of Manassas, West Virginia. No, Manassas, Virginia. Um, John Claude Hayes of Barrie. He solicited prostitution. Darren Lamont Power solicited Huh. Oh, wait, that means they were asking for sex, right? Not like they were, like, soliciting. Wait, they were, yeah, they were solicitors. Aha. Anyways. Wow. So that's going on in Tuscaloosa. And I'm telling you, like, there's probably, like, a thousand. Ooh. Excuse me. Excuse me. Mugshots of Jacksonville couple accused in child sex activity. Uh... Let's skip that one. Um, how about this? Arizona police arrest 37. This happened February 20th. 
Phoenix, Arizona, on Friday announced the arrest of 37 people in connection with a large-scale child sex crimes and human trafficking operations. Um, the multi-agency scene called Operation Broken Hearts caught men and women between the ages of 21 and 66, KSAZ reported. Many of these arrested live in the Phoenix area. The Phoenix, Mesa, Chandler, and Tempe Police Departments partnered with Holm Security and the Arizona Attorney General Officer KNXV reported. Let's take a look at some of these mofos. So here we have Eric Niles, Fred Yazzie, Hugo Munoz, Tristan Olselman, Raymond Rendon, uh, Jonathan Holt, Matthew Schaefer, Nicholas Williams, Justin Wallowitz, Mark Perry, Otilio Manessis. Gregory Ryan, John Meadows, Mark Smith. Well, you know, that's just, wow, that's a lot of people. Like, I don't know who that is. Um, that is a lot of people. Um, it says here, throughout the operational period, officers and undercover detectives placed ads on websites and apps, which are commonly sought out by suspects seeking illegal sex acts with children the Phoenix Police Department said in a statement, those arrested are accused of soliciting or brokering deals with, for various sex acts, KX, KNXV reported. How interesting. Um, that's good, though, putting an end to that. Um, let's see. Huntington men sentenced for child sex trafficking. This happened here in... Uh, Huntington, Indiana, um, on March 1st, uh, a Huntington man who picked up a 15 year old girl for sex and to arrange similar encounters with other men over the last two years has been sentenced. Charles Eugene Dobb, the second 47 was convicted of child molesting, a level one felony and promoting child sex trafficking, a level three felony and a hearing Monday morning. Dobb was sentenced to 30 years to prison in prison, followed by five years on probation. According to a probable cause affidavit, Dobb recruited the girl to engage in sexual activity with himself and others between July 18th and October 2020. During that time, she was between the age of 13 and 15. Dobb told police that other men contacted him and asked if he knew any girls they could have sex with, according to court records. He would contact her to arrange sexual encounters. He said she agreed to have sex with them, the affidavit said. Dobb admitted to having uh, to driving to the girl's family member's house multiple times to pick her up. The last time was Saturday, October 24th, according to records. Dobb then reportedly drove the girl to another county where he said they engaged in sexual activity in his car, the affidavit said. Dobb pleaded guilty through a police, uh, plea agreement with Huntington County prosecutors in late December. The deal dropped additional charges of sexual misconduct with the minor. Along with his conviction and sentence, Dobb was found uh, to be sexually violent predator and must register as a sex and violent offender for life. So there's that. 
Uh, let's see, 22 people arrested in human trafficking bust. In New Jersey, this one is in New Jersey. This happened on the 4th of February. Hackensack, New Jersey. Nearly two dozen people were arrested in a major bust on an international human trafficking ring in New Jersey. Prosecutors say more than 50 women were lured to New Jersey from Mexico, then forced into prostitution. Okay, it says the operation included a daily routine of fielding those calls from men soliciting sex, coordinating and directing drivers and victims to service the men, and facilitating the collection of thousands of dollars in proceeds from the organization every week, Bergen County Prosecutor Mark Musella said. 22 people have been arrested and charged with racketeering, human trafficking, prostitution, and money laundering. Investigators say the operation took place in Bergen County. Wow. And there's pictures of these people, huh? Um, let's see here. So that's terrible. I mean, it's not a fun thing. And some of these people are very caught up in it. And some of the people are very, I, I mean, I don't know. My friend was able to get out of it. So I guess they're only as powerful as they can be. But, um... I just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a terrible thing. It's a scourge. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. Um, I wanted to show you guys this real quick. Go away. Because um, there was a um, ha and news it. There was a, a post here that I wanted to share. Here, let me make sure I bring this up again. Bam. Oh, wait. It was up. Can you go away? It's dark. There's nothing going on. What is that? Oh, bam. Oh, look at that. That is the Q&A Holes Discord. You guys are missing out on some fun. Uh, what is going on here? <laughs> Dr. Seuss survived 250. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so there is an article here in this topic called Kitty Diddlers. Oh, there's a new one. It says here from Pablo the Great, uh, Jeanette McCurdy, iCarly star has quit acting and resents her career. Well, I wonder if she's the one that was like, I've been passed around a hundred times. Um, see, but unlike uh, her, Joaquin Castro enjoys being a panty boy and being passed around, okay? So do you see this right here? 
For those of you who are at the podcast, it is the picture of this pentagram here. Now, my talk about the Shadow Men is not so irrelevant anymore, is it? Let's take a look at this post. Now, this has to pertain to child sex trafficking as well, and also human trafficking. Now, something that people don't commonly put together is the fact that um, those who deal in trafficking and those who deal in sex and drugs that need it, for that matter, um, quite often are drawn to the darker side. I don't understand what the, the fucking draw is to that. I don't understand why people who are involved with certain types of drugs and certain forms of sex are drawn to spiritism, Satanism, witchcraft, um, paganism. I don't understand why they have to use those means. Like, just because they use drugs, they have to be associated with, like, you know, that type of shit. And I've seen that happen a lot. Um, And it's alarming how these are quite interconnected and and it's even more alarming to me when you see people who are involved in celebrity and they can be the most beautiful sexy people and yet they start taking pictures with like pentagrams and blood and goat heads and shit like that and 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 they can even be a top 20s top 10 top five pop star and do crap like that and it just boggles my mind that everyone is into that so um if you see that so it says here in this post i thought the fact checkers decided satanic pedo stories were baseless another 15 year old victim was allegedly struck 180 times with the stick on each side of his body before being subjected to similar sexual abuse. So let's see what that's about. And now, so for those of you who have children who are all caught up in this magic, you know, magic life, you know, that's going on right now, um, it's probably important for you to know that one ploy that a lot of people use to get children um, or to get people who are uh, dumb enough or weak enough to become involved in uh, sex slavery or human slavery that fact for that fact is uh people putting out ads saying that they're going to teach you how to be a magician or how to do magic or how to be a harry potter and kids go flocking to these people like they're like a candy seller like you know like the new the new kid in the candy shop is uh pretending to be a high grand wizard and teaching people how to do um you know um lava sus manos <laughs> Um, pedophile sexually abused boys branded satanic symbols on them in initiation ceremony at black magic school now you guys know about the nexium sex scandal maybe so maybe no now this had to do with one of the actresses from that show smallville that used to come out that was about superboy or superman or some crap like that well one of the actresses on that show was part of a sex cult that was busted and they would uh brand their girls and they would sell them for sex and stuff like that and uh that happened uh recently um big bust and had to deal with like two hollywood actresses and uh, some other important people but just so you know this happens um this one says uh satanic symbols were branded on them in initiation ceremony at black magic school 
Convicted murderer and sex offender Sergei Pimenov allegedly forced minors to undergo violent initiation ceremonies involving lashings with sticks and hot wax. A so-called black magician has been accused of physically abusing young boys and branding them with satanic symbols in his sorcery classes. According to The Sun, convicted murderer and sex offender Sergei Pimenov allegedly forced minors to undergo violent initiation ceremonies involving lashings with sticks and hot wax. The 44-year-old was released from prison on parole last year before he began advertising magic lessons online. I accept boys from 12 to 18. Okay, so first of all, you should know if there's an ad that says they're looking for boys a certain age like that, you should probably not go. Uh, But poor kids, I guess they don't know any better. Um, For a free education in my magic school. Where was he posting these ads? One post read per the British newspaper. That is insane. Um, and this is dated February 22nd, 2021. So this is very, very recent. <laughs> Where the hell was this at? Um, okay, so if you guys are on the um, Anchor app right now, I'm going to go ahead and start time over because it looks like we're going to be going over an hour today. And just a moment. All right, go. Okay, so uh, that's just one story. Here's um, here's one that's just oh, this story came on June tenth, twenty twenty. Satanic cult leader sexually abused minors and forced them to drink semen. Eat human flesh to get rid of their demons. Matteo uh, Valdembrini was arrested and charged with a whopping 13 counts of sexual violence, slavery, and child pornography. Um, so that, oh, you know, that kind of thing just, you know, it makes me wonder about some people. Uh, people I think that are sociopaths or psychopaths. I'm like, you got to wonder about these people. A leader of an alleged satanic cult is believed to have sexually abused several children and forced them to drink a disturbing concoction of bodily fluids after luring them with the promise of English language lessons. Matteo Valdebrini was arrested in Prado, Tuscany, and charged with the whopping 13 counts of sexual violence, slavery, and child pornography, according to a report by The Sun. Now, I know this is not an American story, and I'm going on about how the administration ended that, but think about that in the wild hills of tuscany you have a man running around drinking the children uh blood of children and here i go telling you that they drink the blood of children who these uh bloodthirsty pagan baby eaters the ones who want abortions to happen post birth post breach <laughs> the ones who want the organs of the unborn and want to suck on the blood the adrenaline drenched blood of the young those ones? Anyways. Referring to himself as Il Diavolo, meaning the devil, Valdembrini is accused of forcing members of his cult. How can he call them a cult? Oh, anyways, so. To engage in sexual acts with him, according to the report, he also carried out occult rituals in front of his victims, like stabbing the brain of a dead animal and encouraging them to drink a mixture of blood and semen. He allegedly convinced his victims that abuse meted out would help them acquire supernatural powers like vampires or werewolves. 
On several occasions, he would reportedly bite down on their arms to draw blood and then drink the same as a vampire-like sign of union. It is believed Valdembrini abused at least 13 people when in the forests of Prado between 2018 and 2019. According to an Italian news site, he is thought to have lured his victims with the promise of teaching them English lessons and eventually offering to teach for free in exchange for sex. The suspect allegedly told his victims that they had chose, been chosen to save the world and purportedly selected them by looking for vulnerable people online and through hearsay. The alleged Satanist who was studying at Ferenzi University is said to have created a resurrection ritual where he would pretend to be strangled to death by new members of the cult before apparently coming back to life as if he were resurrected. Valdembrini also threatened his victims so they would not report his abuse, telling one girl that she had no choice but to have sex with him or have her or her seven-year-old sister and parents would die. Meanwhile, he told his uh, most of his victims that they could get rid of their demons by having sex with him. A report by local newspaper Courier claimed that on New Year's Eve 2018, Valdembrini told his victims to consume human meat that he claimed he procured from a man selling cadavers in Florence. However, it is unclear if the meat actually was human flesh. Gah, Valdembrini sounds like quite a number. Um, I guess I'll finish up the story. Some of the victims revealed how he often had violent outbursts. Once he showed up at my house, a boy told the police he was very angry and aggressive because he had known that I was with his ex. He grabbed a compass and said, I wish I could stick this compass in your throat. Another time he showed up with scissors and that opened and closed in a threatening way. The victim, who wasn't identified, continued. At the time, he told us that he wanted to have all the guys in the group argue with each other and kill them. Several followers allege Valdembrini forced them to send nude photos of themselves, which resulted in child pornography, child pornography counts. According to the report, he also told them he could transform into different creatures as he pleased. An investigation into crimes is currently underway. Wow, this Valdembrini guy sounds like my brother. Just kidding. <laughs> He's like, I can turn into animals. <laughs> Anyways, Valdembrini, goodness lord. What a story. So, um, anyways, uh, those are just some stories I thought I'd share with you. In the regard of that dark that sometimes follows these people. Um, and I was sharing those stories, but uh, some of these people are just terrible. Like this uh, this one a New York PD officer who was accused of soliciting child porn and also bragging about raping a 13-year-old person. But uh, there are other news um, articles about busts and stuff like that that you guys should really check out. But anyways, my time is short. We'll talk about some more of this at another point. But I just wanted to bring that to your attention and kind of start on that subject since, um, you know, it's tit for a tat for today and tomorrow. But... Um, we'll see how it goes, and uh, if you have any questions, let me know. We'll talk about it shortly. Anyways, y'all have a great night. I love you guys, and we'll see you when the sun comes up, maybe. Goodbye.